and welcome to episode 88 of the AG Podcast. I'm your host today, the Ash Cohen 09, and joining me as always on today's episode is Jaminator. Good evening, pal. Evening, Ash. How you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thank you. I thought you'd be uh, sort of, as I don't know, maybe a little bit uh, worse aware after the first uh, three episodes of All or Nothing Drop today. Uh, well, actually, I've been, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've been a good watch so far. Um, I always quite enjoy the All or Nothing, so I was sort of already looking forward to it. And I mean, I know they doctor it quite heavily, as they always do with these sort of things, but it's always a... Uh, it's always a good insight. Um, also joining us on today's episode is Riverman. Good evening, River. Good evening, Ash. Good evening, champ. How are we both doing? Yeah, not too bad. Good to have you back on as well. It's been uh, it's yep. been a while. Be back. Yep. So um, it's just us three for today. Um, so I'll run down the agenda. We're going to start off with Transfer Corner. So uh, Jam, you're going to lead on this part. We're going to have a little look at some of the latest deals and BFA pickups. Uh, we'll then have a little look at Division 1. Uh, we'll then have to talk quickly about League Cup. Um, obviously, we are all still in it at the moment, so we'll uh, have a quick chat on that, what we've done so far and what we think our chances are. Uh, we'll then have a look at Division 2. Uh, we'll then hear from Bertie in the Gulf, and then we will have a look at Division 3. And then to round off today's episode, we will make some podcast predictions uh, for the next episode. So, Jam, let's talk transfers. Um yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> luckily I've had a day off today, so I've spent the day sending out PMs. If you were one of the pe- people I sent a PM to, thank you very much if you could get back to me. Um, just going through a few things, really. We'll start with uh, with the big one that happened today, actually. Um, so we had uh, a bit of drama over someone who previously was quite sought after during uh, during last season, who was uh, Luis Appenda. Yes. Um, yes. He... I actually wrote, originally, Appenda to Suited for £46 million. And then um, I had to actually scratch it out because I realised Top Cat had got in there last minute uh, with 47 million. So I think, uh, you know, Mark is notorious for, um, you know, he, he said to Suited, you know, happy to post question mark. Um, in that situation, I might have just turned around and said, even if Top Cat came in with 47, yeah, no, I've already told Suited I'll post. But, you know, Mark Mark sometimes does, does go that way. Um, you know, look, 47 million is a massive outlay at this stage for a, for a 73 rated player, considering the, the the players coming in in the BFAs and stuff. Um, Pace. I, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I, I sent a message out to him um, to Top Cat and just said, look, you know, what was the what was the overriding feeling that made you want to spend that much um, of an outlay? Um, he got back to me saying that he originally valued him at about 30 million. Um, but given the uh, the demand and given the buzz around him today, that sort of bumped him up to, to the 47. Um, I mean, River, even with the pace involved, 47 million is a lot of money for a 73 rated at this stage. Yeah, um, I saw he was up. I had a look at him. I'd previously, I think he was with Diadex previously, if I remember rightly. Um, I looked at him certainly in previous seasons, but... Yeah, I wasn't going going to go anywhere near that kind of money for uh, his stats at this stage. No, mm. I mean, again, like you know, he, having played Mark and, and having him being used and you know whatnot, I think he's still a good player. But yeah, quite quite expensive in my opinion. Yeah, um, not disputing his ability. I think he's a good player. Looks a good player. But I think for that type of money now... The thing like... is, do you think, though, that sort of fee now for that rating of player, I know he's quick and I get that, but do you think it now sets a precedent of the higher rated players that perhaps are not as quick, but are obviously, you know, a little bit better across the board? 
and he's gone right if he's gone for 47 million well i'm not selling now for less than 60 or 70 um me personally i think that's more of an outlier i think this transfer i don't think that's going to set a precedent i think we've seen it in the past and we got to a stage in during the last reset if you remember rightly where you actually saw players like a pender um the players that maybe play better than their overall rating due to wages being worth more than players that were higher rated because of the the wage issue um for me i i do see it as an outlier i don't see it as the as as, as now setting a precedent but we'll see you know we'll see what yeah, happens perhaps um and one of the things to note as well you know in terms of top cat his uh, he's currently sitting in eighth position um, in individual, which we'll come on to in a moment, but he's already got 18 goals from uh, Tiago Thomas, who is his other striker. So adding a pender to that seems like it's potentially going to secure him safety. So again, if it does that, then it's it's 47 million well spent. Um, got a few more to go through. So we've got uh, Minamino, who joined Storm for 40 million from Payne Wales. Um, the reason I picked this one up was for two reasons actually. So there's the the fact that. Um, and, and you know the WhatsApp crew will be will be aware of this. Um, Minamino came into a BFA. Payne was very much adamant that he wanted him. He wanted him. He wanted him. And then Sofa sniped him, which was obviously fantastic. Um, in the end, Payne finally managed to get his man after maybe half a season's worth of him going between Tunners and and, and Sofa, I think. Um, and in the end, you know he he sold him for forty million when he was already sat on about two hundred million. Um, so yeah, a real bizarre one. So it was one I really wanted to go and speak to him about. Um, the reason for selling Minamino, first of all, um, was that he's currently playing different formation, 4-3-3. So Minamino's not quite quick enough to fit in as a winger and he's wasted at centre mid, which is where he was playing him. Um, the 40 million was going to go on another CDM, but then that deal fell through. While I was on with Payne, one of the things I asked him was... Um, basically, with, with him being sat on that much money that he's accumulated... Um, two things. Number one, is he just sat on it waiting for a BFA? Or number two, is you know is he active in the market and 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 maybe is he getting, uh, you know you call it like Man City tax for example. You know we can see he's got 247 million. We're going to add another 20 million on the valuation of this player because we can see he can pay it. Um, and his answer to that was pretty much yeah he's waiting for a BFA because in 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 his words and in his mind there's no good players in the market at the moment. You know people are keeping hold of their good players. And it's only Deadwood and, and, and lesser players that are going on the market. I I don't know what I think about that. Again, River, I'll come to you on this one. I think, you know, we've all had stages, but all three of us in this podcast now, and obviously Mark and Payne are notorious for amassing large sums of Scudo, where, yeah, you think, you know, I'm going to boss the next BFA, but then ultimately you might still get sniped if you're trying to be too coy or, you know, for me, you know, if it was myself and I was in his position, he wanted fatty off you at the start of the season, Ash. I'd be coming to me and saying, right, I'll give you 200 million or 150 million or, you know, whatever it might be to get a, a very, very good player. Um, but yeah, I mean, River, first of all, what, what's your thoughts on one, the amount of Scudo that's been amassed by one player and two, um, his uh, his thoughts on the uh, the transfer market currently? Um, with the amount of Scudo with one player, that's when we've seen Mark have that much before. As you say, oh, you're, all of us on here often have quite a lot of money. Um, in that position, yeah, you can do it one of two ways. I'm surprised you don't always have to wait for a player to be up available for transfer to go and get them, do you, a good player? I've got good players before when I've had a load of money and gone to someone and gone, right, okay, I've got 
a load of money, how much do you want for this person? And you sometimes get lucky, you sometimes don't. I mean, he could turn around to you and say, here's 150 million for Fatty. And you turn around and go, no, he's crucial to me. What am I going to get for 150 million? It's better. I don't want to spend it. But oh, I'm no, of course. Of course. Yeah. No, I do get that. But for me, it's, it's maybe the lack of a try. Yeah, I was just I mean. going to say that. If he hasn't been trying, mm. but if there was a player he really wants, then I'm surprised he, well, we, we, he might have been trying. I don't know. You're more likely to know than I am. Um, it also depends what comes up in the BFA, doesn't it? We might get He might get lucky and a player comes up in the BFA that he really, really wants and he can go, right, sod you guys. I've got way more money than you. I'm whacking down 150 million on it. No one else has got that much money, for example. I'm having that player if there's a player he wants. But you've got to rely on that player coming up. And who says they will? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, it is. I mean, I know at the start of the season he went to you for Fatty Ash, and he also mm. went to you for um, for Nunez as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's was that in your thinking again? Like, you know, what am I going to spend the money on if I sell these good players? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because especially the sort of higher-rated players, you know, the players that um, do well for you, you fit, you've brought them in, they fit your formation, they really, really kick on. I mean, Nunez for me, I was very, very hesitant to um, doing anything for him with anyone. Um, because I bought him in as a 76-rated player um, when he was at Benfica. Um, he was one of my players that I'd had an eye on and, you know, sort of thought in the long term, oh, he'd get some nice little upgrades, um, which he did, and I suspect he'd get even a nicer upgrade come next season now. Um, it's it's all about finding um, the, the player that you know is... You, you you look at the players in the league and you think oh yeah yeah he might do really really good but he's a star player at another club and then we end up in a cycle because I could go and give I mean let me go and give an example Martinelli was at Sweaty um, mm. you know um, had many many conversations with him about um, you know Martinelli and, and last season ended last season you know 100 million bid you know would have been talked about but what can you then go and get that's equally as good for a hundred million from another player? Maybe yep. he will go big on a BFA. Maybe when the BFAs <laughs> come about, he will go all in there. Maybe that's where you have to spend that sort of money. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's very tricky though. And mm. I mean, I suppose in hindsight, you would try and get something lined up <clears throat> before you, um, before you agree to a deal. Hmm. But yeah, I, I, I do, I do think tough. it is. It's yeah. I mean, again, it's something that's worth mentioning. I mean, the other thing that's worth mentioning, um, because it's sort of the other side of the coin, I guess, is uh, the the large outlay spent by Morris on Julian Alvarez in the recent BFA. Yeah, um, hundred hundred million, wasn't it? Hundred yeah, hundred hundred three point five. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah we. Oh, massive. I mean, he was in for Zinchenko, Timber and Alvarez were the three he was interested in. I mean, he was never going to get all three. Uh, me and him actually PM'd a little bit on the day because we both wanted Alvarez, we both wanted Timber. So we sort of both said, right, you pick one, I'll pick the other. <laughs> because what's the point in upping our bids on each other, you know, if, um, mm. if we could come to an agreement? Um, which we didn't in the end anyway, because he went back in for Alvarez. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I had a chat with him about it. You know, look, it's a, it's a big old outlay. Um, his reasons behind it, you know, was, you know, look, Alvarez has gone from a 74 to a 78 in, in, uh, in FIFA 22 already. He's hoping for maybe a sort of 80 rated there or thereabouts on FIFA 23, which I don't think is beyond the realm as a possibility either. Mm. Um, he, uh, did you buy DACA from him, Phil? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
He um, he said obviously he moved Acheron meant that there was a hole to fill in terms of his attack. Um, he's now got a front three of Okafor, Silas, and um, and Alvarez, which obviously is a deadly front three. And it's showing. You know, you look at Division Two as we'll come to later on. He's doing really well. He's got two games in hand. If he wins those, he's top of the league. So, you know, his his resounding quote at the end of his PM back to me was, "There's no point sitting on cash and being worse for it in your league position." And which again is where we come on to Division Three. Payne might be sat on 247 million, but he's in tenth position in Division Three. So, it's that thing where you know, do you want to? It's, it's what you want to get out of the site, isn't it? And you know, Payne is very much similar to myself and and yourself River as well in the fact we like doing transfers we like doing deals and if that's what you're into great no problem again it's at the end of the day it's it's fake players it's fake money um but at the same time if you want to do good at at fifa if you want to do well in the leagues then you you sort of need to invest that scudo in your in your team and and obviously show that um that you can do that yeah Um, two things sorry sorry to interrupt on the flip side of this um morris had all that money because um I don't know if you were part of it, but that Friday night event when Marcus did BFA for the people mm. who uh, the uh, uh, unique, not the unique bids, sorry, uh, blind bids, mm. uh, the people who had taken part in the Friday night event, and Morris and Raz won them both with 100 million. Raz obviously picked some shitter for 100 million, mm. um, and Morris picked Rodrigo. And I can't remember if either you were involved in it, but he wasn't going to pick Rodrigo. Um, and he sort of got uh, peer pressured people in the party going, if you don't pick Rodrigo, you're mad. If you don't pick Rodrigo, you're mad. He picked him and didn't really like him. And um, you bought him. So I said to him, well, look, I've got a load of money. Just exactly what you've just said there. What's the point of sitting on money? I was mm. thinking, what am I going to get for that money? And I trialed him and I liked him. And I thought, I'm not going to get anything else for this money. I know he doesn't really like him. I'm going to give him his money back. Um, so he hasn't lost anything. Because I'd have had if I'd have been, if I'd have had a hundred million at that point, I would have won that BFA with a hundred million and picked him. So I was like, "What's the point of sitting on the money? I'll go and get this player." Yeah, exactly. And for me, you know, look, if 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 BFAs were every Friday like they used to be, I think it used to, when we first joined the site River in the league, it was pretty much every Friday. You guarantee there was a BFA. Totally different. You can sit on an amount of money for the rest of the week because you know you're going to have to spend it. But at the moment, BFAs aren't quite as regular or they're not quite as structured. So one can just pop up as and when. So sitting on a lot of money for me is dangerous when you've got your league games coming in every every six days. Um, just a couple more deals before we move on and we can talk about the, the leagues, Ash. But again, first time doing transfer and BFA corner. So for me, I think we might as well make the most of it. Yeah, um, coming, coming to you, Ash, on, mm. uh, on two deals. So first of all, um, Jack Harrison. Um, someone at the start of the season actually when Sofa had him before getting him to, well, before trading him to, to Sweaty um, I actually looked at and trialed quite a bit very very solid player definitely plays like a 77 rated um, I just don't like the fact that he's left footed I can't stand left footed players um, but what do you think of him obviously you, you know you got him from uh, from Sweaty are you, uh, are you enjoying him so far? Yeah I mean what I've played of him um, I mean I'm not playing much FIFA at the moment I'm very much as you may have seen in the shout box in the last couple of days um, I'm very much at my tether with it, so um, it, it is merely league and cup games for me at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's a player that statistically looked quite nice. You know, greens across the board, looked quite versatile. So um, you know, at the moment I'm playing him out on the left, um, but he is a player that can go on to the right, even at a cam position, possibly. Um, you know, so I like that he's versatile, but. 
I think it was 30 million. I think it was 30 million. Might have been a give or take around then um, mm. for him. Um, so, obviously, yeah, it's at that price. 77 rate, as I said. Greens across the board. Um, I needed uh, a bit of a change up there. So, um, it was a bit of a no-brainer for that price. And then, last one for, for you, anyway, uh, Zinchenko, 50 million. Well, again, it was no-brainer, wasn't it? <laughs> No, bit of both. Um, he's, a, he's a player that, well, firstly, he has just obviously signed for us. Secondly, he's a player that, uh, he's, I think he's a 79 at the moment, um, but he's another one that perhaps in the long term might get a bit more game time, you know, at Arsenal. Um, the player potentially to go up and down. Um, so he's another one of my sort of longer term buys. But again, another player that in midfield has got green status all across the board. So another one that's quite versatile. Um, it's, it's not like he's just one position um, and a bit maybe one dimensional. So, I mean, both the players I've brought in have uh, are versatile, which is what, I've, what I quite like. Okay, okay. I mean, again, River, there's one I'm going to talk to you about in a second as well. Uh, but before we do, we just mentioned Sweaty there. He did uh, a deal with Joe immediately after the most recent BFA uh, to bring in um, Donny van den Beek for 50 million. Um, he brought Benton Core in the BFA um, and then brought van den Beek straight away. So again, I just asked him about it. He said, look, you know, you bought two very similar players there in my eyes. Um, but he says that he's playing um, Donny at camp. So Benton Court sits next to uh, Douglas Louise, who the, he plays in CDM, and uh, and Van der Breek has more of a license to go up top um, on the attacking side of things. Uh, conversely, when I was playing Joe in a head-to-head earlier on, I actually said to Joe, you know, can I just get your side of that deal? Because Joe got a very, very quick profit um, in a turnaround from the BFA. And um, he said, actually, it was very good timing because he was getting a bit of buyer's remorse about buying van der Beek. Not quite sure why he bought him in the first place, which considering a player who was out on loan at Everton and he's actually Man United is his parent club, I guess sort of a Liverpool fan buying him is a bit strange. Um, but yeah, managed to turn a quick profit, so not too bad. Um, right, last one uh, just to sum up, uh, and that is River. Your, um, well, there's two for, for you, actually. Um, the first one I want to talk about very, very quickly because it's not really a transfer. Uh, Plunkett chooses in uh, Lacroix in his um, player pick. Was that, that good for you? What a knob. <laughs> What's the big fascination with him? Why is he so good? Uh, I just, uh, he's got, he's very, looks very, very similar stat wise to what uh, Lucas Klosterman did last year mm-hmm. when I ended up getting hold of Klosterman off uh, Roy Jones. Um, Klosterman, I think, was a 78 or a 79 at the time. Obviously, he's gone up now, and he has stats very similar to what Lacroix does. And I just, I got on so well with Klosterman. I thought, yeah, he's going to fit in nicely alongside um, Schlotterbeck if I could get hold of him, who's a very good defensively for me. Uh, isn't massively quick, uh, so Lacroix's got that bit of extra pace uh, to him as well, along with good defensive stats. I thought they'd have made a very good pairing, and I say the comparison to Klosterman meant. I'd picked him out and I've put him up for BFA several times and he's never been selected. So, yeah, I'm a, uh, I'd have quite liked him. And then the last one, just before we move on to, to start the division chat, obviously, with uh, with Division 1, and it'll be a nice little segue into it. Uh, River, you did a deal, um, quite a big trade deal, actually, uh, Daka for Mwepu. Um The title of the, uh, <laughs> quite funnily, the title of the transfer deal was hopefully this will help or something like that. And... By the looks of it, I don't think it's really helped you or Berger. Um, but uh, what, what happened in that deal? What was the thinking behind that one? Uh, well, I've been 
struggling ever since, um, well, even for a lot of last season, to be honest, but I was in Division 2, so it wasn't quite as noteworthy. I play a 4-3-3 as a rule with a CDM, two CMs, and then a narrow three up front. And I didn't have that second box-to-box CM. Very happy with my CDM to Ram. He's really, really good. And I got one of my CMs sorted. And I could not get the other one sorted. And this all sort of stemmed from me getting hold of Gignac, just for you, Joe, pronouncing it Gignac. Um, And I ended up going 4-2-4 because he was doing so well for me. (laughs) And think, fine, I'll do without the other CM. And I was just getting destroyed. Mm. Um, So I really wanted to get another CM in. And I thought well, who have I got who can make way? And Gignac's done so well for me. I thought, well, Daka has got, is obviously going to be a bit sought after. Let's try and get a really good midfielder in for him and a bit of cash. So that's what I did. I had a couple of good offers. Uh, Tunners was after him, offered me Coney as well. Um, I had some good players. I think you offered me a decent player as well, Jam, for him. Um, I wanted to get hold of that extra midfielder so I could go back to 4-3-3 and hopefully not be quite so open. But it's not worked. Well, in terms of results, no. But I'm Division One, as we come on to, is is a really tough division. Um, but I feel a lot more comfortable playing this four three three than I did the four two four. So hopefully, in the long run, yes, it will help because I now have that proper base. Certainly, when I go back to Division Two for next season. Mm. I mean, again, like I said, Ash, nice segue there, obviously, to, to Division yes. One. So I hand back over to you for the division chat. Yeah, super. So obviously, us three, we're not in very good positions at the moment. We are obviously uh, occupy three of the bottom five positions in this league. But let's just run from the top quickly. So Brian is currently top suit recruits in second. Uh, Sweaty Aaron Berger, Berger's in fifth. Uh, Buncey, Ben, Top Cat, Disco Duke in those middle spots. And then myself. Mark and then uh, yourself, Jam, just in a relegation spot, the moment, uh, relegation playoff spot at the moment, and then Mifa and yourself, River, um, at the bottom. So obviously, I'll go have to start with you, River. Played 14, zero wins on the board. I think you might be the only person on the site without a win this season. Uh, definitely this season, yeah. I put this out. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. Has everyone ever gone through a season winless? I was hoping Brilly had done it, but apparently he hasn't. Although um, it's a bit different not doing it in Division 1 than doing it in Division 3, isn't it? But I need to pick up a win from somewhere. I don't want to go through the season winless. But I don't think I've deserved to win a game, to be perfectly honest. Um, The three draws I've had, one was with you, Ash. Yeah. Um, One was with Buncey, and one was with Mark. Mm. And... I can't say, oh, I really deserve to win any of those games and just got a draw out of it. I think all three draws were fair results, to be perfectly honest, but I, there's not a game that I've played where I've gone, I should have won that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough. And, um, you know, you hit, you, you, you nailed it. Then it's a very tough division. There's a lot of people in this. It's very close. Um you know, in terms of playing stars and also, you know, results go either way. Um, so it is, a, it is a tough league. Um, I mean, Jam, you're currently in the playoff spot. Uh, you do have some games in hand around those around you, though, so you could propel yourself up a little bit um, away. Um, yeah, I mean, play three, drawn two, lost seven, um, with minus seven goal difference. Uh I mean, just looking at your five fixtures, one, two, lost two, drawn one. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, again, he's, he's very middle of the road form. I'm starting to turn things around a little bit. Um, I mean, again, I was very, uh, very thankful to get the uh, the two wins. I think they're both off Top Cat, um, who obviously is now up in, in eighth. Uh, funnily enough, again, tonight, as we record, obviously on Thursday, I'm playing Mark later on tonight. Um, so, again, that's very much a relegation six-pointer. If I can get six points off him, you know, that takes me above him and you into, into tenth place. So, you know, the season looks very different. And I've got Mika and River in my next two fixtures after that. Mm-hmm. So... Again, I've still got suited to play as well. I've got suited and Mark obviously on the fixture list. So there's look, like I said before, I think I've said on the last podcast, I'm not frightened of um, of my league position. I still think that I've got enough to get out of it. I still think I'll finish it at least eleventh, um, but we'll see. I mean, look, I'm playing better than I have recently. Um, again, it's just it's really tough, isn't it? I think for me, you look at the league and you'd expect me, River, Mika arguably yourself depends on again you're very streaky obviously you could be good and, and badash um and then yeah, mark as well you'd expect us you'd expect us to be down there mm-hmm. um but then you know the two that for me that, that are a bit of that are outliers this season that i thought would struggle more than they have are aaron and suited mm-hmm. you know the pair of them are, are sort of really overperforming based on where we suited, thought they would yeah, be suited, at the definitely. start of the season I mean, suited's won nine out of 14 games you know mm-hmm. four out of his last five so to see him um you know in second is is a big surprise um i mean let's let's talk about burger um you know you obviously alluded to it earlier uh he's currently in fifth and just looking at those around him you know buncey and ben aj cooper have got two games in hand on him if they both win their games they'll go above him you know possibly on goal difference I mean, I mean, you 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 look at it, and you know, if I said to you, um, you know, if I said to both of you, you know, Berger's got two fixtures, one against Aaron, one against Suited. How many points is he going to get? Mm. I think you would both say to me a minimum of what eight points, maybe. You yeah. know, four out of each minimum. Yeah. Um, you know, based on the start of the season, and he only got five points out out of twelve on offering them two fixtures. Yeah. Um, He's really struggling, and again, River maybe knows more about this than me, based on the dealings he's done with him, obviously with Moepu and Daka. But I don't know what's not clicking for his team at the moment. But he just seems to be really struggling. Um, I also know he lost quite a prominent cup game, I believe, to um, uh, to Joe River. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was the final game in their eliminated group, and the winner went through, loser went out, and. Joe beat him something like seven four, which uh, frankly is embarrassing, isn't it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I see, I see where the sentence coming from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Burger. I mean, I beat him six two at the start of the season, and um, that's <coughs> a result that I, I never get anything from um, uh, Burger. It is normally a six pointer straight to him. So um, even in that game, it was um, you know it wasn't quite clicking for him. I mean, I don't know, maybe sometimes with Bert, I mean, I was going to say maybe he gets a bit too frustrated. I mean, I think we've all been in a party with Berger in league games and, um, you know, he's very passionate um, is a way of putting it. I mean, I don't know if maybe that's sometimes what happens. Maybe the head goes. Um, I mean, you, you look at it though, and again, I think it is a shock, isn't it? it have, you know, yeah, oh, absolutely. Shock, you know, you, absolutely. You, you, you'd put it above pretty much everybody that's above yeah. him barring Brian I would say yeah. sweaty top two, maybe top would two be about easily yeah you know um, 
So, yeah, to see him down in fifth, it, it is a big shock. I mean, do you think, looking, you know, as we go into the sort of last 12 games... That he'll um, be relegated? No, I don't think he'll be quite No, 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 no. But in terms of... Um, <laughs> do you think he'll push himself back up to that top two, top three? Or do you think maybe the draft will continue? Um... I, I mean, I can see him finishing like fifth and sixth there or thereabouts. Um, I think he probably he'll sort of stagnate now around there. Um, you know, you look and all of the players above him have got games in hand. Mm. You know, so and his goal difference is only five. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I can see him staying sort of fifth and sixth there or thereabouts. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Um, I mean, obviously the top Brian. I, I have got Brian on my next league games, which. I've I've not had a good couple of weeks. Um, you know, I've been on the end of some batterings. I've had my first red card this FIFA. Sorry <laughs> about that, Ben, again. Um, and then I was fined for playing him in the second because it was the first <laughs> time because it was the first time that I had a player sent off. I was I wasn't aware of the rules. I thought it came into effect the next match day rather than the next match itself. So, um, yeah, 10 million fine came my way. But yeah, two defeats against Ben, two defeats against Sweaty, and I thought, oh, maybe the next game might be a, a, a way to redeem myself, and it's against Brian. So, um... <laughs> I think I this is it, isn't it? This, and this is this is where we talk about like the people getting the points on the board early. And again, mm. to be fair to 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 his de- to my detriment and his credit, I sort of accused Aaron of doing that at the start of this season on the last podcast. I thought, you know. He was he played a lot of the people that maybe would be perceived, be perceived as weaker players in this division earlier on in the season. Mm. Um, hence why I thought he was doing so well. But actually, he's continued yeah. it. I mean, he absolutely battered me. Um, you know, so he he's doing really well. But for me, you know, again, like I've just said, I've got Mark, Mika, and River in the next three fixtures. So it's it's like do or die time for for myself personally and and for River. You know, R- me and River have good games, don't we, mate? You know, you could easily get two wins out of me in them games. And you know, and you could have a chance. So you, it, we just don't but know. Two wins. I've won a game all season. I, I've got to say, I've got both you and Mika still to play. Um, and if I'm going to get a win, I've got to think it's going to come from one of you two. Um, and yeah, we have quite often split league games when we've been in the same division before. So yep. I would more than happily take three points each now because it means I get a win on the board. <laughs> but no illusions of uh, putting a run of results together and creating a great escape that's just not going to happen <laughs> be positive positivity be positive. i mean let's let's move on from division one and let's talk quickly about the league cup because we are all still in the league cup at the moment um so you both you two are currently in quarterfinals you know both waiting opponents so uh jam you are waiting the uh the, the winner of mark and burger river you're waiting the winner of worm and jeff um and then myself i'm waiting i'm i'm in the round before the quarterfinal to round three and i'm waiting the winner of brian satie um with a possible quarterfinal against um diadex um i mean we were talking before we came on air about how possibly we, you both could be playing each other in the semi-final um with one of you in the final of the cup. I mean, Jam, you've beaten Sofa, Joe and Brilly, um, you know, in your run. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of a contrast to the league, and similar to you, River, as well. I mean, obviously, I'll come to you first, Jam. Um, mm-hmm. The cups, I always find, and the eliminators, are, uh, you could be really, really poor in the league and then have a really, really good cup run. 
yeah, hundred percent. It's it's a it's a nice distraction, I think, to have sometimes. Um, I think for me, you know, Brilly in the first round. I mean, some people don't have to play a first round game. You know, I've got a buy. I got you know with, with the greatest respect, probably the easiest draw you could get. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, it was a relatively routine win. Then moved on to Joe. Um, the Joe game was was more difficult, but I got him when he was in a bit of a patch of bad form. Um, and then the same with Sofa. With me and Sofa, we've we've played a lot of head to heads recently, and it's very much like we do River, you know, splitting results here and there. And I just caught him cold. I think we both just caught the Xbox. Neither of us had played a game that day. And within the first 33 minutes, I was four nil up. Um, so you know, again, you, you're cruising. Next round for me, again, it has been confirmed um, just a few minutes ago. It'll be against Berger. Um, I've just got to hope that his poor form continues and, and I can get ahead because I don't think I've actually, apart from the, the first ever tournament we played in when we joined AG, I've never won a cup. So it'll be nice to get a cup win uh, for sure, especially, again, as a distraction from the, the poor league form this season. Yeah, I mean, that's it, isn't it? I mean, River, you, you play either Worm or Jeff. Would you, you know, I suppose, feel confident? Uh, I'd like to think so. I mean, similar to... I mean, you got Dan... a result against Sean. In the, uh, yeah, I'd never yeah, ever, sure, ever in a league game, a cup game, any event game, I'd never ever beaten Sean. And I got a late winner against him. Then we played a head to head and I beat him again, which was really, really strange. Um, but yeah, I, Jeff, I tend to split a lot with when we're in the league, but I've had the better of him recently. Uh, Worm obviously looks like he's really struggling this year, but mm. Worm has the past when I uh, won Division Three when we had four divisions a couple of seasons ago, I think I lost one maybe two games all season. One was against Worm. I only took a point off Worm out of the six points on offer. I sometimes struggled against him, but yeah, I, although I'm struggling in the league, I would like to think, I, although I'm perfectly capable of losing to either of them, I would like to think I can beat either of them as well. Yeah, I mean, that's it, isn't it? I mean, it will be interesting. I'd love to see a, a, a <laughs> Jam to beat Berger in the quarterfinal, you to beat Worm or Jeff in the quarter, in the quarter, and then get that Jam and that Jam River semi-final. I think we'd both like that. To be fair, we'd we'd both appreciate that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say if that was how it worked out. I'm sure we'd all agree Jam would be favourite, but I would go into that thinking there's a chance I can win this. Yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd I'd, I'd, I'd quite happy with that. Yeah. One step in the final. One step. One foot in the final. Yeah, brilliant. Right, we're going to move on, and we're going to move on to Division Two. Um, so again, I'll just run quickly from top to bottom. So Sean is currently top, uh, followed by Paul Lowe's in second. Uh, Plunkett, Morris, and Joe make the playoff spots. Uh, Bryce, Sofa, Jeff and Bertie and Hilly are currently in the sort of middle spaces and then you've got Raz in the relegation playoff and then Diodex and Wince in the bottom too. So River, I'm going to start with you and I'm going to talk about Joe um, to begin because I know you like to uh, talk about Joe um, on here. So he's currently fifth. He has, you know, won six, drawn, uh, drawn two, lost six. So a very, very mixed record. Has lost four out of his last five games. Um, and could, I mean, just looking at those around him, um, you know, the bottom, the three below him could, um, if they win their games in hand, go above him and actually put themselves a little bit further up as well. Um, do you think um, Joe will be sort of in those playoff spots? 
come yeah, as much as I like to take the piss out of Joe, he, he has got a lot better reason. He knew Nunez and Skamaka up front for him. Uh, you discussed Nunez earlier, of course, have been doing um, doing really well for him, and he, he he has certainly improved from where he was the last couple of seasons. Where he's admitted this FIFA really hasn't suited him at all. Uh, I was surprised to see he'd lost his last four, to be perfectly honest. But um, yeah, just having a look at his remaining fixtures, it looks like he's on a bye at the moment, and uh, then he's got Bertie Hilly as his next two. So that can obviously keep him well in touch. And then he's got uh, his final three fixtures are all against people around him, which will decide where he finishes. He's got uh, Sean and then the Kiss Brothers as his last two fixtures. So um, so the results of those games are obviously going to be... That will determine whether Joe makes the playoffs or not, quite simply. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean... Jam, a name that I just I want to point out on is Paul Lowe's. Um, you know, we, we've said on the previous podcast, um, you know, it depends what sort of season Paul has, um, you know, to determine whether he sort of pushes on towards the top. And he's currently second. I mean, obviously, Sean is above him, two games in hand. If he wins those two games in hand, he will go nine points clear. So maybe... Maybe that top position might be out of reach, but to come in and um, you know, if he if he actually gets the promotion this season, um, he'll be more than happy. Yeah, I mean, look, if if, if Paul loses in this division at the start of the season, everybody would assume he was going to win. I think that's that's sort of or, or be near the top anyway, at least. That's that's a given. Um, Sean has won six on the bounce. You know, he seems to be doing really well. Paul, you know, he got a little bit of a raw hand. Obviously, he's come in. He's got a very very poor team. Um, and obviously you've got the X-Men right behind him Um, like we said obviously in the the transfer chat Morris if he wins his two games in hand at the moment before Sean plays his he does go top the two games are against Wintz I believe as well so you'd imagine based on Wintz's current form he probably will win win those two games as well Um, yeah you know it's it's a tough one you've obviously just said there about Joe as well and I think you know he was doing really well and then obviously he's just had a bit of a dip you know well quite a dip obviously these last five fixtures four losses and a draw for me, I, when I was writing my notes down for this um, for this division, it was very much a case of you know Joe is is sort of looking over his shoulder and he's fighting off the the, the chasing pack in Bry, Sofa, and Jeff. Um, and then after that, you look down from Bertie downwards, and it's it's a different division. You know, you've got almost sort of for me, you've got like three divisions there now. You've got Sean, Paul, Plunkett, and Morris that are all going for top spot. You've got Joe to Jeff that are looking for that last playoff spot, and then you've got Bertie down trying to avoid relegation. I don't know if you agree, um, but for me, I think that's that's sort of how I see it. Um, and and I also think as well, it's it's interesting that um, two players that started the season really well in Hilly and Raz, obviously they're on our preview pod, um, and both said they might do poorly. They both did really well, so we're like, oh wow, you know, fantastic. And yeah, now they are <laughs> they're doing a bit more poorly, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's it's. Do you know what? When I looked at this this division to to do the prep this afternoon, it was the division that kind of excited me the most, and you know, to look at as a as a as an outsider looking in, um, in the sense that you you've got you know, four people for sure. Arguably Joe if he got his act together maybe, but at least four people who could genuinely challenge for those top two positions, um, and also the three that won't go up automatically whoever out of me, River, Mark, Mika, who plays them in the playoffs is going to be in for a hell of a, hell of a fight to try and stay up. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, just quickly, I was just looking at the bottom three. Um, you know, Raz, we talked about, well, he said in the past, isn't he, that he, he could have possibly a poor season. But um, Diodex and Wins. Um, I mean, Diodex, we, we've spoken about Diodex many, many times in the, in the past about, you know, how how you know better he has become and how improved he has been over the last couple of seasons. Um, mm. But Wince isn't. See, Wince is an interesting one because Wince has the ability to, you know, really really dominate games and do really really well. Yet every time that he he does make that step up to the division, it, then it, it seems to end poorly. I mean, he's he's only won three games. I mean, both him and Dyer have only won three games this season. Um, they're both in minus uh, goal difference. Um, looking now, Diodex and Wince, do you think it will be those two that stay down there? Or do you think perhaps maybe... I mean, I'm just looking at those above him. I mean, Raz is only a point um, above, but obviously he's in the playoff spot. And then Hilly and Bertie are above him, but obviously Hilly's got a couple of games in hand. Um, I mean, Bertie could be dragged into it. Looking at it, I mean, if Diodex and Raz both wins uh, the two games they got on Bertie, Bertie could be pulled into it. But realistically, can you see the bottom three changing too much? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a tough one. It, it is a tough one because for me, I think Bertie's done well to get himself out of it. You know, we were talking about him and Diodex pretty much being in different positions before. Um, but he, by no means is he clear, though. You know, you look at Hilly, he's, he's played, obviously, the, the six games less, but only three-point difference. You'd imagine Bertie will still be dragged back into it. Uh, Wince is a big shock for me. You know, we, we said on the, the, the preview pod, for me, Wince is one of my favourites to do well in this division. So to see him could be, be, be quite far down there is disappointing, as I'm sure it will be for him. And yeah, Diodex, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, he's had a few good seasons now of being out of that bottom division. And proving that he can sort of rock it in in that second division, and and now it maybe seems to to be coming a little bit unstuck. It's just very, I think it's it's really patchy form. You know, I think we 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 obviously joke. We we always used to talk about consistency on the pod, and you know, you look at Bertie, he's consistent. And in fact, he's obviously hard to beat. Yes, he's got a minus ninety in goal difference, but recently he's turned that into a two-two draw twice against Paul O's, which is a great result. A two-two draw against Diadex and a 3-2 win against Diadex so things seem to be turning around for him um, whereas you know someone like Wins you know loss 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 win and the same with Raz you know loss loss win loss loss so yeah for, for me I, it is really tough if I if you had to ask me right now I'd say that the bottom three that currently are in there will be the bottom three but in what order I have no idea would you agree River on that stance or do you think maybe there will be some movement yeah, I agree pretty much with what Jam said there. Wince is a shock because Wince, I always have tough games against. Um, Diodex, not so much because you think about it, when he, he's done brilliantly to be, as we've said before, to be a lot better than he was. But you think when we've had four divisions and he was finishing sort of halfway up Division 3, Divisions of 10, wasn't it? So he was, what, finishing overall about 25th, 26th. You look at where he is now. 13 each division, he's about 25th, 26th, so it doesn't surprise me he's at the very bottom end of this division. When we're in three divisions, that's probably where he's likely to be. It, yeah, I don't like just going, oh yeah, those three are in those positions, that's going to be where they end up. But I think those three will probably be the bottom three, yeah. Just because Hilly's got the games in hand, 
as you say, Bertie's got um, seems to have a little bit more form behind him. Wince is the shock, but um, yeah, I, I would say those three will probably be the bottom three. Fair enough. Let's see what happens um, in the next couple of weeks. Right, we're going to move away from FIFA quickly, and we're going to hear from Bertie, who has got the latest from the AG Clubhouse. So, uh, Bertie, you can take it away for this week's segment. Thanks, guys, and welcome to the golf section of the podcast. This season is shaping up to be the most exciting that we've ever had, with many people in contention. In week two, we visited Buzzard Point for the AG Podcast Classic, and Mika Fika emerged victorious by just one shot from Paul Lowe's. Week three, and it was Lothmore Abbey for the Rhino Bottling Open, and our podcast man himself, Jaminator, won by six shots. A fantastic victory. He has improved so much at this game. On the tour, it's very, very tight in both the AG Tour itself and the final five. On the AG Tour, Paul Lowe's has a lead of six points over Tunners, Bunsey and the Wins, all tied right behind him on 50 points, with yours truly one point further behind and everybody else still well in contention. In the final five, I have a small lead over Bunsey. This week is our first major in honour of our great leader, the Marcus Jonesy Major, and we visit Monterey Dunes. It's not that easy of a course, but I still hope that most are going to enjoy it. Until next time, thanks guys. And thank you very much for that, Bertie. Right, um, we're going to talk about Division 3. Um, so again, I'll just run down from top to bottom. So Satie is still top of the league. Um, you know, very good season for him so far. Rhino in second has won his last five. Curly in third has won his last five. Soggy and Lost Boy make up the rest of the playoff spots. And then Tunners, Harry, Storm and Gaz are uh, in the middle spot, so to speak. And in the bottom four, we've got Pain Wales, Wizzy Fox, Andy Brill and Emotional Worm. Um, so, Jam, I'm going to start with you. Satie and Rhino both having very, very good seasons. I mean, I'm just looking at if uh, Rhino's got two games in hand on Satie, and if he wins them both, he goes top of the league. Um, it's not bad for um, for Rhino, is it? <clears throat> yeah, no, it's not. And I think um, for me, I think you know you look at um, you look at Division Three, and I sort of got that it's it's a three-way race still. You very much got a late runner approaching the uh, the, 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 the sort of. Um, the final furlong there in Storm. Obviously, he's got a lot of catching up to do because of his holiday and then because of COVID and whatever well, other excuses we've got there. Um, Satie is very much all or nothing. Looking at the the results, you know, eleven wins, three losses. He obviously isn't drawing, which is is strange. Rhino and him shared the points last night. Um, incidentally, uh, on that game as well, Rhino, I was in the party with him and he was he took a screenshot of the stats and things it looked like he probably did deserve or at least in his um, opinion anyway to, to win both or at least get four points um, I think in the, the, the game where Satie won his keeper made 13 saves um, and which again obviously is another thing in terms of the transfer element I know Berg is very interested in Satie's keeper and, and as it pains to tell everybody about that as well um, so for me I think it's between those three and, and incidentally the other interesting thing between the, them three 
they've all played each other now and every time the games have been split three points each between all three of them um so there's nothing to separate them at all it's all as you were and it'll be who you know drops points against the rest of the division so i mean again you'd, you'd maybe be silly not to back Sati, rhino and and storm being the top three but it's going to be who's going to miss out on that that automatic promotion because I, you know, I hate to say it, but you you look at maybe Rhino if he drops into the playoffs. Well, you know, even Sati and Storm, do you actually have the confidence that over a, a one-off knockout game that they're going to be able to better someone? Maybe not. So, for me, um, I think that. Um, well, I, I, I don't know. I'm not well, sure. I, I'm, I'm not really sure. On a, yeah. In a one-off game, I think I anything know, can happen. Maybe anything. Yeah. Anything can happen. So whoever drops if into it's two legs, place, then, no, I don't think so. But over a one-off game, but it's not, is it? That's the problem. Over a one-off um, game, possibly. I think whoever drops into that third playoff, uh, that third position, um, will be uh, will be sort of very disappointed with their season. Which is silly, isn't it? Because they've come third. But I think that you know any of those three, if they drop into third, will be will be frustrated. Yeah, I mean, you talked <laughs> about how I mean, Sati hasn't drawn a game this season. It's either been a win or a loss, and you know, obviously, the majority of them have been wins. Similarly, with Rhino, he's only drawn one game. Um, and then Storm, as you said, he's got those catching ups to do. Um, if he wins all these games in hand, he goes on to 28 points, be level on points with Rhino, possibly a head on goal difference, um, possibly not. So, yeah, I mean. <sighs> I mean, I was looking, obviously, at the games and Curly Worky is only four points off, but I think that four points might make a little bit of a difference now. Um, I don't know how it is. I mean, even Soggy Cabbage. I mean, Soggy Cabbage has had a good season by his standards, I think. You know, currently in fourth. Won six, drawn four, lost two. Quite a lot of draws, but, um, you know, it's good to see him about there. And then it's the, it's the people in the middle, River. Um, so, Tunners... Gaz, Harry, uh, Payne Wales. I mean, we we sort of touched on Payne Wales a little bit earlier, but Payne's, you know, only won four games all season um, and lost the rest. So he's not, no draws there, four wins, eight losses. Yeah, I mean, as we were saying earlier, I don't, I haven't played Payne for quite a while, but what is the state of Payne's side? He's just sold, uh, say, Minamino again. He's got all this money. Is his side really just not very good at the moment and he's building up a load of money thinking well this season's gone I'm not going to make the playoffs this season let's just uh, accumulate some money wait for maybe transfer deadline day bring in some good players and go again for next season because um, Payne really on ability shouldn't be sitting fourth bottom in that division no absolutely not I mean you know it wasn't that long ago that Payne was in the playoffs regularly um, you know and we always had that sort of ongoing um, thing didn't we about whether one of Rhino or Payne would go up um, so to see him sort of fourth bottom on the site um, in terms of positions is a big shock I mean the one that I do want to mention Andy Brill um, obviously he won those he, he, he's won three games this season including 6-1 against Soggy Um I'm just going to have a quick little look. Who is it? Did he, was it Soggy that he played just recently? Um, and because there was a, there's a free, the, the, the results he done um, that he won. He also won by quite um, a scoreline as well, didn't he? If I remember rightly. Hang on, I'm just going to uh, 
try and get back into the archives and check that because that's going to do my head in. But basically, while we while I find who he when he played them, um, three three wins for Andy is second bottom, but is three wins and it has been in the past, Jam. Yeah, I mean, again, one of the things I've written down was: is there a chance that he can remain twelfth or above? Um, I mean, it's going to be incredibly do you, difficult. Do you, think, do you think there is? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. I want to back the lad. Um, I know that Worm is completely out of sorts at the moment when he's playing games. My worry is that Worm drops out of the leagues, which I really hope doesn't happen. Cause I think he's been never present, um, to, to my knowledge anyway. Um, but I know he's he's going through a bit of a rough time. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, if 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 even if Worm stays in the leagues, I will back Andy to finish above him because I think Worm is just really struggling at the moment, and you know nine points um you know from those three wins and that extra draw i think 10 points would be enough to see him 12th but i'm not certain um but I'm, for the you know for the camaraderie of it i'm gonna back him i'll back him to finish 12th yes that would be that would be nice that would be nice but i mean 10 points he's on at the moment hmm. um has he finished above 10 points in recent seasons i don't know has, ha- no, no, andy never has no no he hasn't got 10 points in his last four seasons combined, I don't think. <laughs> That's harsh. No need for that. But no, just to uh, say on that, obviously, um, I think he can do, because uh, as you say, Jam, um, Worm has obviously uh, got a few uh, things going on at the moment, and he's got some tough fixtures to come. Worm, he's, he's got Satie still to play. Uh, he's got Curly still to play, who's, uh, who's up People there. Um, soggy and if you look at Brilly's fixtures um, he's got Payne who we're just saying obviously at the moment is also uh, seemingly completely out of sorts Tunners who's in mid table uh, Harry who I know he's taken points off and beaten before Gaz who's just above him and he's got some games where he can certainly pick up a few more points as well so yeah I'm going to back him as well to say he won't finish bottom this year yeah, motivation, motivation there, Andy. Um, yeah, I mean that's it. It's really good to see. It's really good to see as well. Um, I can't find the thread, so I don't worry about it. Um, right to round off the podcast. Um, obviously, the last couple of weeks we've we've had a game of the week. Um, today we're going to do uh, something a bit different. We're going to bring uh, the podcast predictions back for the next episode. So. Um, Jam, I'm going to start with you. I'd like you to make two predictions. They can be across the three leagues. Um, so two predictions that you think will have happened by the time we come to doing the next podcast in two weeks' time. Yes, yeah, so, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go quite route one with mine. I'm gonna go that I will be out of the relegation zone, um, and that includes the playoff uh, position as well. I'm gonna back myself to get out of that position by the time we come back in two weeks. And the other one is that I'm going to back Rhino to be first in League well, in Division Three, with Satie in second and Storm in third. Hmm. So, <laughs> so um, for my two predictions, and mine, well, one of them is very similar. Um, I, I've gone for Rhino to be top of the league, but only by a maximum of two points. Um, I think it's going to be really, really close. Um, so for me, he will be top, but by maximum of two points. And 
maybe the other one I've gone a bit safer. Burger will be out of the top five by the time the next pod comes around. I just think those two games in there and that the other, you know, two below him have. Um, and if he's just, you know, he's having a bad season by his standards. Um, I just think he's he's going to f- fall out of that sort of um, bottom five by the time the next pod comes about. I mean, oh, we spoke about it earlier, didn't we, about how, you know, he could change it around and, you know, push back on, but it's going to be tough. So, for me, those are my two predictions. Um, River, mm-hmm. um, I've, I purposely came to you last. Um, what, because he's like in Division 1? That's not very fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dig. <laughs> we just um did <laughs> yeah. Um your two predictions, please. <laughs> uh, well, the first one's very similar to one that's been mentioned, and that was it's going to get worse for Berger before it gets better. Um he's got a couple of tough fixtures coming up, I think, and you can see him dropping down into mid table obscurity, which I'm sure he's not gonna be particularly happy about. Um, and the other one is that Sofa will be in the playoff places in Division 2. Mm. Um, also, can I just add a little bonus one in there? Yes. Storm still won't have played another game by the time you do the next podcast. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Right. Well, we're going to... Um... Yeah, so obviously we'll just we'll see how many of those come in. Uh, we don't normally have much luck with these uh, predictions, but we'll see uh, we'll see what we get right for the next one. We'll see if anyone wants to come to us for their lottery numbers. Um, so we're going to leave it there. Um, obviously we've uh, you know we've had a, quite a, a good one today and uh, transfer corner. Um, you know maybe we we'll start seeing that a little bit more um, over the over the uh, the coming episodes. Especially as, um, you know, transfer deadline day, couple of weeks, you would have thought maybe coming. I think it's, it'll be about four weeks, I think. I'm yeah. sure it was, um, yeah, it I mean, was mid-September is what they were saying. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it won't be, it won't be, it'll be here before we know it. Everyone will be yeah. back out with the yellow ties. So, um, yeah. Um, we'll leave it for that for today. So, Riverman, thank you very much for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, more than welcome. You know, I'm always around. Always good to uh, have a chat with you boys about all things AG. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, as I said, it's always, uh, you know, we always love having you on. Um, Jam, thank you, as always, for being my partner and doing it with me. Um, you know, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Again, enjoying the uh, the pod as always, and hopefully you guys enjoyed the uh, the transfer edition of the, the pod please um again just leave us some feedback you know we ask yeah. for, for people to come on but yeah. you know also you know we've had you know a little little shout out to to, to rhino i think you know he's been yeah. been sending me and you quite a few pms you know he's been looking at trying to get involved and you know trying to give us a few ideas and, and help source people for the pod etc so again you know it's it, any support any help is always welcome um you know and any any sort of feedback you think might make the pod better as well because you know it's ultimately we make this for you guys to listen to yeah no i mean thank you rhino for the feedback and uh, obviously transfer corner was one of those things to come from the feedback i mean we used to do it a while ago um but you know 
transfer corner there's always something to talk about so um you know thank you and yeah feedback from everyone because you know this is for you this is for the ag community and uh you know you guys make it better um you know in every way so uh feedback coming on you know do obviously um you know do get involved um right thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on the next one bye bye <laughs>